Do you have songs that kind of came into your life at the right time and the right place? That happened to me a little bit with today's guest. I ran into her music on Instagram and started listening to it. And it was kind of a crazy time at work. You know, things were getting a little stressful. Things were getting a little tense. And I found Elizabeth Song's music on Instagram and YouTube and Spotify. And I started listening to it. And it was kind of what I needed at the time to make my drive into work a little more peaceful or my ride home a little more serene. So today we're going to talk to composer and musician Elizabeth Sung about her music and her new EP called Illusions. How's it going? Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're talking with an extremely talented Elizabeth Sung, and we're going to talk a little music, and we're going to talk a little composing music, and to join with me on this conversation, I brought in a friend that you guys probably remember. If you are a longtime listener, you remember our frozen food episode with Emily, Melody, and Angus, but we're only bringing back Emily today, so today... Coming back for a repeat performance is Emily. Welcome back, Emily. Hi, thank you. Super honored to be here again. <laughs> I hate doing these alone, so I always try to bring in someone. So I'm glad you were available on a Sunday afternoon. Just to refresh everyone out there, Emily and I teach together. Though I feel like we see, we're on opposite sides of the building, so I feel like I've only seen you like four times this whole year. Oh yeah, not often <laughs> at all. I'll make myself up to, you know, your side of the building every now and then, but no. Not really, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I can't remember. What was the last time I saw you? I don't even remember. But uh, yeah, thanks for coming along and co-hosting with me today. And um, Emily is an English teacher. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Are you uh, are you ready for summer? I am so ready. I'm counting <laughs> down the days. I've already mapped out my entire summer, so I'm ready. I had a kid actually. Uh, I was exa- getting excited about summer, and I had a kid actually say, "Oh, I didn't know teachers got excited about summer." And I was like, "Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's the whole reason we teach." Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. But all right. Yeah. So we got some we're recording in late May. So we got summer coming up. Today, we have a special guest with us. It's Elizabeth Sung. Elizabeth is a musician who plays mostly violin and piano. But I think you play other stuff, too. We'll get to that in a second. But uh, Elizabeth is a composer. She's written soundtracks, as well as her own original compositions. And so, as of May 2022, she released her second EP. It's called Illusions. So, welcome to the show, Elizabeth Sung. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure having you. How's, uh, you're in New York City right now? Yes. And it's like right before Memorial Day weekend-ish. Yeah. And it's super hot here. Like, it's like July weather. And it's so humid. Like my humidifier told me it was 80% humidity in my room. Inside. (laughs) Yeah. And it was gross. And I just finished playing a concert and I was so afraid that the venue would not have air conditioning because they're like, oh, we don't know whether it's going to be turned on this weekend, but it was on. So that that's good. (laughs) So I'm Yeah, it's it's funny. We had scheduled this a little earlier and you're like, oh, I have a concert to do. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, so, but you did, I think I saw that's your last concert of the season. Yeah, that's my last uh, concert for the orchestra, orchestra season. Okay. All right. So a little bit of a, a break or maybe something a little different for the next couple of months. Yeah. So usually, so I'm a classical violinist. I'll just put that out there. So, uh-huh, uh-huh. and usually in the classical world, um, the season is like from September to May. And then usually from Ju- like in June to August, um, musicians are either doing festivals or they're taking vacations. Yeah. But I highly <laughs> doubt any musician or person I know is <laughs> taking a vacation right now. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to a music festival uh, next week. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's why you said you wanted to, because I actually don't, I think this episode is may not even go until like middle of June, yeah, but you so said you're busy, so you're, yeah. <laughs> now is it one location or are you traveling around? Oh, I'll be traveling around, like all around Ooh. Connecticut and New York. Ooh, fun. Oh, that's so fun. cool. Thanks. Are they mostly outdoors? Are they going to be indoors? No, they're indoors. And actually, I hate playing outdoors. It's really yeah. bad for the instrument. Like, it's bad uh, for me because I, I get bit <laughs> so easily. And summertime, like, there's there's too many mosquitoes and bugs. So I don't like playing outside. Yeah, I am. I'm, I think I'm pretty <laughs> allergic to them. <laughs> I think yeah. it's an Asian thing. I think, like, Asian women are more sensitive to mosquito bites, actually. Is that right? I don't know. Maybe I just feel like I get one mosquito bite and like my entire arm will be swollen. Yeah, it's your sweet blood. Yeah, that's what my mom said. That's what my mom says. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> type A blood. Oh yeah, maybe. Probably oh, yeah, okay. yeah. That's oh, probably is it? it? Yeah. Is there science behind this? We got to look this up. Yeah, yeah. We should look it up. We should back it up with science first. <laughs> All right. No, no. Let's just throw it out there. We'll see. Someone will correct us. You know. <laughs> let's learn a little bit more about you, Elizabeth. I like to start in the beginning. I'm always curious about people's journeys and how they how they grew up and your roots. So were you born and raised in the States or were you born overseas? What's your story? I was born in Queens, New York. Um, my parents are Taiwanese, but we do have like Japanese in us um, from like my maternal grandmother's side. Um, so mainly I feel more Taiwanese, but I also don't really feel Asian. So it's weird because I, my mom, everyone in my family would be like, you're such a banana. Like you don't, <laughs> and like, why don't you want to like learn Mandarin or Japanese? And I don't know, I, I was getting bullied and people said I had an accent um so <laughs> and you're like i'm born here yeah and like i hated going to the classes so mm. eventually my family was like all right fine you're being bullied so it's okay we can try to assimilate more and be more american so it's just all english after that yeah and i grew up in a very very white neighborhood there was like absolutely no diversity there yeah. uh, i i grew up in long island okay and then moved to queens a little um, yeah for most of your childhood uh, so I'm guessing violin and piano were part of your youth. Actually, only violin. No, okay, <laughs> only violin. Yeah, um, I only started playing piano like seriously within the last five years. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Wow. I took lessons as a kid, but I wasn't like forced to practice piano like I was with violin. Uh, but so the violin was your mom's choice, or who who decided that? I don't for you? even know. Like my cousin <laughs> was playing it uh, first. And then I think like my aunt told my mom or my mom got the idea. And then one day she was like, you're going to a violin lesson. <laughs> like, <laughs> how, how old were you then? I think I was like five, oh, five wow. or six. Yeah. So you didn't start playing violin in school. No, I, I played it like at home. Curtis, yeah. I don't think I told you this, but I actually played the violin for um, three years. Oh, in awesome. <laughs> In elementary school, <laughs> so but I, I mean, I don't remember. How old were you? Do you know? Uh, I think I played from third grade to fifth grade, and we ever only learned one song, <laughs> which, was, which was Allegro. Oh, yeah, oh, that was the, every year, same <laughs> music teacher, same song. Oh, wow. that was it. And I was horrible. <laughs> yeah, see, I didn't get the violin. I, I got the piano when I was probably about that age, maybe third grade or maybe a little younger. And yeah. then clarinet later on. Oh. Uh, yeah, so I went with the I went with the woodwind section. <laughs> Did you That's like? Rare. Is it? I think so. I mean, more more Asian like kids oh. play violin and piano than yeah. like clarinet or. I don't know, viola. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Okay, I gotta, I gotta ask my mom why we, we did clarinet then. Yeah, you should. I want to know. Let me know. Okay. All right. We'll dig. We'll dig into that a little bit. Did you Did you like it though, or was it torture to go to violin? No, every it was absolutely torture. I hated practicing, and like my grandma would be like, "Well, you can't eat dinner unless you practice." Oh. <laughs> like like oh. she was joking, but right. like not really. But pretty hardcore, like definitely. Yeah. So I was forced to it and I hated it. And then I don't know, I think because I remember my first recital, I was six years old because it was in first yeah. grade. Yeah. And 
Yeah. And I was like the youngest person in my elementary school to like have like a solo recital or something like that. So they made it a really big deal. And I remember like that was because so I don't remember practicing with before then, really. That's like my earliest childhood memory of me playing violin at like my first grade recital. Did you have some talent? Yeah. So apparently I was very talented. Okay. (laughs) Still didn't love it. But I still didn't like it. Yeah. The people saw something in you. Yeah. So quitting was not an option. No. <laughs> Did a switch turn on at any point? In- oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I could have like, hated forever. No, no, no. Or, like, I- <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I figured somewhere along the line. But I'm thinking yeah, even okay. as a kid, you know, you're hating it, hating it, hating it, hating it. And then did it gradually yeah. or was it kind of like, oh, I'm pretty good? Um, so I was 11 years old and I was also being like sent around, like doing auditions, oh, doing like the state God. exams. I I was like in it from, from a very early age, but I was auditioning for this youth orchestra and we're like, it was a, it was the best youth of the orchestra in the States. Uh-huh. And it still is. It's called New York Youth Symphony. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I was the youngest member ever to join it wow. because I was 11 years old. And the age was from like age 12 to like 21. Oh, wow. And that's still their age like right now. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. when I found that out and like the conductor was like, you're the youngest person I've ever accepted, who's ever been accepted here. That's when I was like, oh, I kind of like it now. Get a little attention. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. yeah. That felt really good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was 11 when I started liking it. Okay. Basically. And and violin is tough, right? Because everyone wants to compete. So did you have a little competitive streak in you that you were you were looking to try to do better and move up on the on the status of the orchestra? Oh yeah. I was always very competitive. Uh, like to the point where it got toxic. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, I feel like the way like my teachers push me and the the way classical music is like, I think it it can be a very toxic community. And I think now it's getting a lot better. So, Mm. and I, and I love the people there, but like growing up there, I felt like it was very toxic. It was like very all or nothing thinking if you don't like advance here, or if you don't do this and like, you're not good enough. And it's like a lot of pressure too, as a young kid. And like, when I was teaching, I always made sure to never put that type of pressure on like the kids, but a lot of parents are still like that too. And I think I'm sure it's like, it's got like a component from our culture, right? Maybe. But Yeah. I mean, we yeah. are the infatuation podcast. So yeah, we talk about <laughs> culture a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and you got to be able to brag about your kid to your, you know, to yeah. all the cousins have to be compared. Yeah. That kind of stuff. I know, but it's like weird because I was never bragged at. Like my mom never bragged about me ever. Hmm. Even when wow. you're making the youth orchestra now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, okay. But like my other like aunts would like brag about their kids. And I always remember like thinking, why wouldn't she brag about me? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like a big bragging point to be accepted at the age of 11. Yeah. And- to make history. What did your, um, I'm super curious about what your schedule looked like, you know, having to, you know, be in the seventh grade, right. As just a normal high a middle school kid, but, and also being part of, you know, doing violin as your extracurricular activity. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how many hours were you practicing a day? I would always like practice once I got home from school. So I would get home like from four, and then I'd be practicing until like nighttime, like nine-ish. Oh. And um, it was hard, even though I was in like the AP classes, um, I wasn't doing very well. I was actually like failing, um, like failing, like getting like C's. Not doing very well. Yeah. And like my family got pissed. They're like, I can't believe this. You need to like obviously get like a B or better, you know, because most of your focus is on music. But yeah, my weekends were always like filled with rehearsals. My weekdays, I was doing homework and practicing and still like failing. Yeah. And in high school, like I was actually told you you miss so many days of like, like high school that you might not be able to graduate because um, I I was taking off to like go to, you know, like concerts and auditions for college. And I remember, and I'm very proud of my mom because she's like, I'm so tired of seeing like, I'm, I'm so tired of being treated like an Asian, like other, like from your white school. So she actually like, 
like through a fit wow. <laughs> and was very verbal. And she's like, how dare you not let my daughter graduate? Like she's like an outstanding person in your school. And like, she brought like, um, I don't know, like she brought like recognition and like the music, you know, to them. And she just like lay it on nice. my guidance counselor. And I was just very happy. <laughs> so she bragged about me that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. She stood uh-huh. up for you. All right. Yeah. Now, wow. I- that's impressive. <laughs> Yeah, and I was really proud of her. Yeah. Now, at this point, are you are you pretty self motivated? You know, uh, you know, oh, yeah. your mom doesn't necessarily understand the, all the classical orchestra kind of stuff. So at this point, it's you pushing yourself. Yeah, I have to. Yeah. And I'm I'm glad I take him way more seriously now at like 30 years old than I did when I was like 15. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So out of high school, you're auditioning for different colleges and then you end up going to the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. What what went into that decision? Well, I went to their music school, so I was only auditioning for music programs uh-huh. and UMich, it, they have like a top strings department yeah. at the time. Not anymore. Not now, because so many of their top like people were actually like fired because of sexual harassment oh, no. claims but i'm glad they're they're you know making changes and getting uh, rid of predators yeah yeah <laughs> obviously yeah so i understand people's hesitation now with like you mish yeah but at the time it was well yeah, known but at the time <laughs> and you don't have to put that in oh, the I, I don't yeah uh, we'll see we'll see <laughs> so uh so you go to umish is that what i don't yes. even know what to call it <laughs> you go to university of michigan and were you thinking professional musician at this time? Oh, yeah, I already knew I was going to. So at this point in like in high school, I was like, I'm going to get my bachelor's degree in music. And in the music world, you're like required to get a master's, too. So I was like, I'm going to do my bachelor's and then my master's. And then you're supposed to get like a diploma. So that's the track. Yeah. And that was what I was like adamant on. And that is nowhere near where I am right now, by the way. So <laughs> but that was a track that I had for my life. Uh-huh, uh-huh. What were some of the highlights of playing in college? So it's like really interesting because most of my memories from Michigan are not related to like my academic or musical performances. They're actually like based on the relationships and friendships that I've uh, made. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. And I like what being at Michigan taught me the most is that I'm not an awkward like musician who has no social skills. And in fact, <laughs> I like most of, if not like all of my friends from Michigan were not in the music school. They were all doing something else. And I feel like that, that meant a lot to me because I thought I was like awkward and I could only like get along with musicians. Uh-huh. So that was a big deal for me. Was it because in high school, that's all you knew was musicians yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I wasn't a part of like my my actual high school. I was doing the extracurricular with that youth symphony, like uh, with other like music networks. Like everyone I knew, all of my friends were like musicians. And then you get to college, you re- you realize there's a whole nother world out there. <laughs> yeah, I really did. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> and then maybe living away from home in the different in the Midwest or you know a little different environment too. Yeah, yeah. cool. And so uh, I read in a on a website on your website that right before you graduated, you had a terrible accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before then, I was dealing with some uh, playing injuries, so I had carpal tunnel syndrome and tendonitis in both of my forearms. And this is actually something that is like very passionate for me. I'm very passionate about musicians like being seen as athletes Uh, so like when I was teaching I always like focus on proper alignment because I realized growing up I I, my teachers did not like fix my like terrible posture and that contributed to like a ton of neck pain and like um and and it got affected during my car accident too and I was like wow I just have a very weak like upper body uh, even though I spend all day like doing this (laughs) but it was just so weak and it couldn't like hold itself up so yeah. So I had carpal tunnel and tendonitis and then I was in the passenger seat and like my cousin was driving after Thanksgiving and she made like an illegal left turn. So then a car like went straight oh, into yeah. here and it like jolted me. Uh, um, yeah. So, so you're, you can't play at all for months or a year. How long? Yeah, I couldn't, I could play, but 
Um, they like the doctors told me I needed to rest for like six months, but my, I was about to graduate and I was like, I need to practice in my recital. I need to, I don't want to like stay another year or like six years, six months behind. So I like forced my body to do something you didn't want to. And I ended up like injuring myself even more. Yeah. So I think I read that this recovery time was maybe when you picked up piano a little bit more seriously. Yeah. Yeah. So after I graduated, um, I forced myself to like go into overdrive with my body and it just was too much. So I constantly had to take breaks. Um, I used to practice like in college, like six to eight hours a day. And I, I just like couldn't do that anymore uh, after college. So I did a lot of breaks. I like studied, I taught myself about like human anatomy and like body mechanics and like proper positioning. I studied different like like forms of therapy. I went to like physical therapy. I tried like chiropractors, massage, acupuncture. Like I tried it all for the pain. And I just learned so much about like, and the human body. And it actually gives me like, I'm in awe of like what our bodies can do because I was able to strengthen myself and like build up my muscles. And now I can like play again for like six hours, but that's something I never thought I would like be able to do. So I was very depressed in my twenties while I was dealing with that Mm. pain. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. But was this the time when the YouTube channel came in? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so we did a little stocking of you and uh, we look back on the old timeline and we found your channel and there's some really cute little videos of you playing covers of like Miyazaki and a little avatar or Korra, the Legend of Korra kind of stuff. Is that a little bit of a pat? Are you a little bit of a weeb or a little bit of a uh, Japanese culture person? <laughs> Oh my God. Um, my boyfriend would like laugh so hard right now. So I, I am, I do have like Japanese, like in my ancestry and I only really liked Studio Ghibli. I didn't really like anime, even though like I grew up reading like manga and stuff. So I, after Studio Ghibli, Ghibli, there were only like a few things that I could watch. And then I didn't watch anime for like a few years. And then like a month ago, I started Attack on Titan <laughs> just like randomly. And I like literally binged the whole thing. And, like. <laughs> Like all four seasons. I finished it like this weekend. <laughs> so I think I'm like back to like loving anime and I think it's good for my yeah, inner child. Yeah, no shame in that. But, uh, you know, the the music for Studio Ghibli, ah. uh, I hear it in your, I think I hear it in your music, you know, the dreaminess. Thank you so much. No, I love, I love Joe yeah. Kisashi. Yeah, yeah. A little Howl's Moving Castle, a little Spirited Away. Yeah, so... Mm-hmm. Um, so is this kind of a, 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 not a theme, but is this something that you, you do, you get a little dreamy when you, you, you think about music and think about transporting yourself somewhere else? Normally I like very sad, very dark, very like depressing, melancholic music. And, and (laughs) as I've gotten older and started watching Studio Ghibli films again, I was like, I've never been so moved by happy music. And it's like really inspired me to create more happy music, especially as I'm like happier now and in a better place in my life, like mentally. But mm-hmm. that's what I love about his music. Like, it's so beautiful and uplifting. And for some reason, I or maybe because of the way my mind was, all I could compose was, like, dark stuff or, like, things that were depressing. And I was like, I want to, like, make depressing music because that's how I feel. But I didn't, I don't feel that way anymore. And, like, Illusions, my EP, uh-huh. I'm hoping to, I'm hoping it comes off as more positive than, like, depressing. Yeah, no, absolutely. I've been listening to it on the way to work and uh, Emily knows our, our workplace right now is a little rough and, you know, yeah. <laughs> we've had a hard year. And so my, I have about a 30 minute commute to work and I've been listening to your stuff on the way in and it's, it's dreamy, it's light. I, I don't find it dark at all and I find it very Thank uplifting. You. Yeah. So I think yeah. mission accomplished on that. <laughs> Thank you so yeah. much. I'm so glad to hear that. Thank you. Yeah. I was listening to illusions to um, um, a little bit yesterday and some more today when I was driving and I was like, I've never felt so calm on a freeway before. <laughs> and if you, if you drive in San Francisco, you kind of know, I mean, driving in SF is anything but calming, but um <laughs> Curtis was up, you know, Curtis asked me if I, you know, if I listen to a lot of classical music and I was, I had to think a little bit about this one, but 
actually lately I have been listening to quite a bit because when I read, I always just have you know whatever Spotify has curated as like their reading playlist, and it's tons of classical music. And when I was listening to your you know、uh, your music on Spotify, I was like, wow, this is totally what I listen to when I'm reading. So I I just I loved yeah. I loved illusions. I mean, we can talk more about the specific songs, and I can tell you about like, you know, my favorites. But it's yeah. I think like Curtis said, I I think it's it is uplifting.、Yeah. Thank you. I'm so glad to hear that. That like warms my soul. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's cool. Um. So let's talk about your latest EP. It's called Illusions, as Emily said. Would you mind walking us through a couple of your songs? Okay. All right, so let's see. Emily, do you want to pick first? Yes.、Um, how about? Well, actually, you should go first because you picked LG number two, one, right? Okay. Yeah. All right. So one of my、let's... favorites is number two. Yeah. So it's interesting. I was so happy to see you put number one because everyone I like shared it to, they're like, "Oh, I love two. Like, no one said anything about one. <laughs> What? <laughs> I'm so happy you said one." Actually, for Elegy Number One, I remember、um, I actually wanted to create something like kind of Asian sounding because I there was a there was a one there was like an old white dude who commented on my music and he was like all of your sounds like all of your songs sound very Asian but it's not a bad thing and I didn't think that until he said that so I remember、mm. specifically while I was like. Composing elegy number one, I was like, let's just put something crazy Asian in here, like something that sounds so Asian, <laughs> like, beautiful <laughs> and like signaturey. So. What do you think it is that makes it sound Asian? Is the the scale? I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's in your blood, but yeah, <laughs> like, maybe. I think there is something, right? There, I, I don't remember. Like, I took a little guitar, so there's like the Ionian mode or the、uh, I don't even remember. I'm terrible with music theory. Like,、uh, my mu- musician friends are like, I don't even know how you compose because you don't even know basic music theory. <laughs> <laughs> Do you play by ear mostly? Yes, I actually have perfect pitch, and I am an aural learner. Uh huh. Now I I don't remember the the liner notes on this. Are you playing piano on this one? Yeah, I play everything、else? on this. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So, um, so do you do you hear a little Miyazaki in there? Um, I think so. Not not intentionally. A little bit. I would like to think that. Awesome <laughs> <laughs> Miyazaki vibes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's really pretty though. Um, what was your thought on the on the title of the song, or or just kind of the the mood of the song? What were you thinking? So you these songs are actually written for a short film、um, directed by、uh, this guy named Michael Fells, and the short film is about.、Um, Two sisters who are like getting closer after their parents' deaths. So originally, I had actually titled it like "Sisters One" or "Sisters Two," but then as a story came into play, I was like, "It's it's an elegy. It's a lament、mm. for the dead." So, yeah, yeah. But there's hope. I, I hear hope in there. You know, it's not it's、um, not just. I wanted、despair. it to be、yeah. hopeful. I wanted everything on illusions to be like more hopeful and optimistic. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll go with、uh, Emily's choice here. Emily, what you want to? We'll play it first, and then you can give us your thoughts on Elegy Two. Thank、you 
both elegies like one and two there this is like the third version of it because i had like previous versions that i just like didn't like mm. so i wrote these like over a year ago and then earlier this year i revisited it and made them what they what they sound like now had you seen the film before you wrote these? No, all I was given was a script, which is not like typical. <laughs> the editors mm-hmm. were just taking very long. Someone told me that this like this song reminds them of like love. They're like, oh damn, you're like you're so in love, aren't you? Because that's what I yeah. hear in the song. That that's what they said. So that's like all I know about what people think about this. So I'm curious to hear your opinions. Yeah, I just think it's it's so beautiful, you know, from like the beginning um like i don't know the correct term but from like you're like picking the violin right initially to then the 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 piano and i think just the transition between the two i just think it's so beautiful thank you well actually what that sounded is not like me like plucking it's the upside down of my bow like touching the bridge or touching the strings that's what it sounds like more well, it's supposed to be woody <laughs> yeah 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 I, I i wouldn't say i hear love necessarily it's tender yeah it's really you can tell we're not we're not music critics here. <laughs> we're just fans yeah i actually but i did write that like thinking of like sisterly love like familial love uh-huh uh-huh yeah but it's so light and airy yeah it's really nice Thank you. All right. Do you have a favorite song on your new EP or any song? We can do any song that you want. Um, uh, my favorite piece from the EP is actually Illusions Part One. Oh, I really okay. like Part Two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should we just listen to the whole yeah, thing? <laughs> so it's like I sent the music to like critics and stuff, and so everyone told me like Elegies One and Two are terrible, but Two is better than One. And then they would be like, and because like my favorite was One, but there would be Illusions Part One, but they're like, oh, Illusions Part Two is better, so that's the one you should be promoting. So it's so interesting to hear like different people's opinions. <laughs> that's that's art, right? Yeah. It's the way it works. But yeah. I am so not qualified, and I don't. <laughs> no, but you know, but you have ears yeah. and you like what you like. Yeah. 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 And I mean, the entire album is really beautiful, but I'm just, yeah, that one stood out to me too. Well, thank you so much. It's funny. Yeah. Cause you know, sometimes on this podcast, we'll do like K drama shows or we'll review K drama shows. And it's like that all the time is like, oh, this is my favorite drama. And someone else will say, I hate it. That's the worst drama ever. You know, it's always like that, you know, like with art. It truly is subjective. Yeah, but that's why we like it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's do Illusions Part 1. Mm-hmm. So this is a cello solo. I had a friend who was like, I dated a guy who was a composer and he never wrote me any music. And I was like, I'll write you a piece. <laughs> so I basically like wrote this with her in mind because she's a cellist. And so I wrote the solo for her. And part two is like more of a violin solo. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is a quartet that I wrote and I played with my friends. I love quartets. Where are you performing this or recording this? Uh, it was a recording studio near my house. really really high note is me <laughs> nice okay well, let's go into two right now and like one thing i was trying to write like more positive music but i also felt like positive music is very like simple sounding so i wanted to write something more dissonant 
<laughs> so it's purposely dissonant but i've had like like those critics also be like it's way too like dissonant and like not like theoretically like correct <laughs> and i wanted to be like well that's intentional so i wanted to like put that out there <laughs> this is the dissonance is intentional Have you performed these live anywhere? No, not not illusions. Um, um, but an, a few pieces from my first album. I performed uh, last September for New York Fashion Week, so that was really fun. Oh, that's Very amazing! Cool. Congrats, <laughs> yeah. But this is—I mean, we're in May still. So it just came out like ten days ago, right? right? So, <laughs> yeah, so give it some time. lot of modern classical music is or classical music is very long so most of my pieces are intended to be like eight minutes long and stuff like that but then people told me well no one's gonna listen to someone they don't know for like eight minutes and also everyone's attention span is like very limited these days so that there's like a reason why <laughs> all my pieces are so short whenever I hear cello like that I always think of like Emily says she reads with classical music I I used to study to classical music and I love Bach's uh, cello suites and it reminds me a little bit of his cello suites like they're, those are shorter right and those are I love um, and I, yeah those counter melodies he had going yeah really nice what are your what are your hopes for this are you hoping to get it on uh, play it a little bit more somehow or do it live yeah, I'm I'm thinking of um, having my own recital sometime in the summer or maybe fall. And I'm definitely going to have my friends play it with that me, too. Fun. I want to do I really liked your um, the polar bear Ursus Maritimus. Thank uh, you. Can we play that one, too. Yes, I love Ursus. The polar bears are dying. Like it, it just broke. It breaks my heart to see like there how little ice there is now, and how like they're like so sad and thin. So many polar bears are like so emaciated. Like, they're just yeah. malnourished, and it's so sad. Yeah. So that's what this song is about. Have you grown to love the piano more after your accident and just yeah i love playing piano for a little bit i was loving playing pian practicing piano way more uh, than violin and i was like that's not good <laughs> but just the bigger sound and you have that range you know that you can yeah and it, it actually doesn't hurt my body mm, as less for sure for sure Are you going to write some more for animals? Um, I think those four are it. Wait, are we 4-4 four, four now? Yeah, yeah. Good. <laughs> Great job. This was inspired by Bach. <laughs> listen to that in a while i have this thing where i cannot listen to like my old music uh, like i i absolutely cannot watch my old youtube videos because i just like yeah. cringe so badly yeah. it's, it's funny with podcasting so we put stuff up there and then when people find us a lot of them start with episode number one 
which is mm-hmm. when I had no idea what I was doing, right? <laughs> you know, so it, I mean, yeah. I don't think it's terrible, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like I've had, I've grown, you know, I've I've gotten better. Thirty-seven uh, episodes. Come on, yeah, come on, people, skip to the end. <laughs> But I get it. Yeah, I totally get it. But uh, yeah, you know what? Sometimes you need to go back and listen, though. All right. So that is Elizabeth Sung. She is on Bandcamp.com. You can look her up by name. I'll put the note. I'll put that in our show notes. If you want a quick listen in the car, Spotify is always a good option. And if you want to hear Elizabeth do some covers of some Studio Ghibli <laughs> or what else you get on there? You got a little a Spirited Away. You've got a little Cora. It's very random. Yeah, it's very random, but also also fun. You do duets with yourself, which is always fun. Uh, what are your next steps? So you, you're touring the summer with different festivals, and you're back in the orchestra season starting September. But what else? What else you got going? Yeah. Um. Well, ultimately, I would like to like be the next Hans Zimmer. <laughs> mm, sure. Right. Soundtracks is your thing. Yeah. There. There aren't that many women in, like, um, in the composing world. It's very male dominated. Mm-hmm. So I want to break that glass ceiling and, uh, you know, like write for Marvel and Studio Ghibli and stuff like yeah. that. You won't forget <laughs> us, right? If you make it big, you'll come no, back on the show. Of course right? not. Okay. 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 Good. All right. So we are ready for what we call the lightning round. Um, I didn't even type all the questions here, so we're going to kind of wing it. Are you, so Elizabeth, are you ready for our lightning round? Yes, I think so. Okay. All right. Number one question. Um, would you rather play for a famous composer? Like someone has a, uh, I don't know who, who your favorite composer is, but live or dead. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Let's go with anyone alive or dead. Okay. okay would you rather okay. play for a famous composer or would you rather have one of your compositions played mm-hmm. by your favorite musicians, which would be your choice? Oh, I definitely play for the composer. Yeah. <laughs> who would you, yeah. cho- who would you choose? Um, well, my mind, like once we were, we clarified alive or dead, I, I just went to Mahler because uh, yeah. I just played Mahler, yeah. but yeah, Mahler is amazing. That would be cool. Can you imagine? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, here, I wrote this for you. <laughs> that would be cool. That would be super cool. All right. Uh, do you have a bucket list of venues that you would like to play in? Yes. All right. So what are your top three? Well, I'm playing in one of them um, for the music festival. So I'm very excited. Is this in the East Coast? Yeah, this is in New York City. It's called The Roulette in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And it's like a very old theater, but it's got charm and it's, got, it's renovated. And hopefully, I think it has AC. <laughs> <laughs> is it smallish? I don't know. It is it. I don't know. Capacity is four hundred. Oh yeah, so that's really that's really intimate. All right. So, what are your other two venues that you want to play at? Um, like the Opera House in in Austria. Oh wow! Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it named after Mozart or? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that would be very cool. And um, why can't I think of the theater right now? Radio Radio City Theater? Radio, Radio City Hall? Music Hall. Yeah, Radio, Radio City Music Hall. Yes, yeah, sorry. I would like to play like my solo. Like I would have a solo concert at Radio City Music Hall. Yeah. That's what I would like to do. That would be cool. And broadcast live, right, at the same yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like have it be a Netflix special, too. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, let's do it. We'll, we'll be in the audience. <laughs> okay, I'll get you tickets. <laughs> and it's going to be nominated for an Emmy and a Grammy at the same yeah. time. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Do you have a favorite post-concert or late-night spot to kind of grab something delicious at in New York? I heard that, you know, the food... In New York is yeah, <laughs> top, top, top notch. Emily, you haven't been in New York? I have, not for a long time. Oh, I don't think right. I appreciate food as much as I do now. If I go back now, game over. Yeah, Emily's <laughs> a real foodie, so she's... Yeah. Okay, well, if you come back, you should definitely go to Koreatown. Uh-huh. Um, I actually don't... I realize I don't really, like, go out uh, post-concerts and eat. I, it's, uh-huh. I'm mainly, like, drinking with, like, the musicians. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, Koreatown has very good, like, pochas, and they're open very late. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, this last question is something that we do at the end of all of our segments. It's called Who's Your Infatuation? Uh, an infatuation is anyone in the Asian community that you might look up to. Could be alive, could be deceased, could be someone you know, could be someone you admire from afar. So, Elizabeth Sung, who is your infatuation? Oh my God. My infatuation is this amazing, like sexy, beautiful, talented cellist named Tina Guo. And she lives in Las Vegas. And I hope she sees this podcast. Yeah. I, she's a cellist for Hans Zimmer. And um, she also is a composer and she creates her own music. And I love the way she like in even in her own bio, she considers herself a genre fluid. And I love that. So <laughs> she's very versatile, could do like classical jazz, like rock. And that's actually really hard. I feel like for classical musicians to do to be uh, able to play other genres like well. All right. So I okay. really admire that about her. And I'm like obsessed with her and she's my girl crush right now. <laughs> okay, so we'll tag her on this. Yeah. Tina. <laughs> <Let her know. laughs> yeah, hit up Elizabeth. She's hiring me. Okay, we'll all that's have to awesome. Send her this and give her the timestamp. <laughs> yeah, no, the, don't underestimate the reach of the infatuation podcast. She may have a friend who listens. You never know. All right, Tina. We're calling you out. Come on the show. We'll do we'll have you on too. Uh Elizabeth, yes. we'll do a little a little classical talk. All right. Well, that does it for our episode. Thank you, Elizabeth. Uh, what socials should we mention here? I mainly like do Instagram. Would you do more YouTube? Is that something that you might do more of in the future or reels? Um, eventually, because it takes for me, like it takes a very long time to edit videos and like edit, especially uh, when I'm playing together and like yeah. making sure it aligns and I can get like very like anal about like little things. So it takes me forever to do YouTube videos, which is why I don't do them very often. Yeah. But maybe in the future when I have more time, I'll go back to them. Yeah, no, I don't like to do video either. Audio is not bad, you know, cut here, cut there. But video, yeah, it's a whole other thing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a real pleasure chatting with you. Oh, thanks so much for having me. It was so nice like getting to talk to you. Oh yeah, anytime. Yeah, you have an open invitation. Come back anytime you have new songs, let us know. We'll we'll okay. make sure to mention them. Uh hey everyone out there, thank you for listening. We hope that you learned something. That's one of our goals of our show. And for us, you can always write to us at infatuationpodcast at gmail.com. Give us a follow over at Instagram or Facebook at The Infatuation Podcast. And you know all these details will be in the notes. Uh, give us a follow wherever you get your podcasts. So, you know, Spotify, Apple, Google, we're all over those. So give us a follow and you can leave us a rating on Apple or Spotify and you can leave us a review at Apple Podcasts. But on behalf of Elizabeth, Emily, and myself, we hope that you're all happy, healthy, and safe out there. Thank you again for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.